Praise God. God bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. We welcome you to uh, Word of Faith Global Ministries. Those that are watching online, we thank you for connecting uh, with us this morning. We give God glory and honor for everything that he is doing in this house. Um, I want to start this morning with something a little bit different. We got something going on very special uh, here at the church next Saturday. So I want to talk a little bit about that, and then I'll go into the message. Thousands of years ago, God told the children of Israel to go up and occupy the land that he had given them. He told them to take it by force and without fear from ungodly ones who were dwelling in that land. What is so interesting is that thousands of years later, God is still trying to uh, get his people to take the good land that he's given to us. Take it back. He's still trying to get us to uh, use the power that he has given us to take control and take back the land that the enemy has taken from us. You see, the earth does not belong to the devil. It belongs to the Lord. Amen? Can I hear an amen? amen. Psalms 24 verse 1 says, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world, all his people belong to God. It doesn't belong to the devil. It belongs to God. And God just wants us to move and to take control with the authority that he has given us. With the full authority that he has given us. It's our job to take it back. Can you say amen to that? Take it back. Take it back. Whatever, whatever the enemy has stolen from you, make sure that you take it back. Jesus took Satan's legal right away from him on resurrection morning. He took him away completely from the enemy. And Jesus put that, that responsibility on us, that charge, and forced us with the power uh, to defeat the enemy to defeat whatever is happening in the city, whatever is happening in our nation. We have the power, we have the authority through the word of God to demolish everything that the enemy tries to bring upon our city, upon our people, or upon our family. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 12 through 13 says, But our high priest offered himself up to God as a single sacrifice for sins. Good for all time. Then he sat down in the place of honor at God's right hand. There he waits until his enemies are humbled and made a foot, footstool under his feet. So that means that Jesus is waiting for us to kick the enemy out, to kick the devil out, his crew, everyone that comes together with him with the affairs of, of this earth. We have the right, we have the responsibility to do that, whether it's from your home, your job, your city, your nation, uh, your marriage, whatever it is, we have the right. And the Lord is just waiting for us to carry out and be victorious. He's given us everything that we need. Can you say amen? He's given us his Holy Spirit. He's given us everything that we need to take care of that. And for that reason, we will gather next Saturday and come together as one body and take back this city for Christ. Take this city for Christ. There's things happening in uh, different churches that does not align with the word of God and they're definitely not preaching the word of God. And we need to come against that. We need to come against that because there's people that are being fooled. There's people that are being blinded and they're sitting under these, uh, these, uh, these pastors. And so it's, it, it, it's something that we need to operate and we need to operate in the spiritual realm with the authority that God has given us. There's a lot of people that are being blinded. 
And it's our right, it's our authority that we have in Christ Jesus to bring people to the knowledge of Jesus Christ and who really Christ is. Amen? So at 9 o'clock in the morning, we will gather together, um, like I mentioned earlier, and we will pray, and then we'll be uh, dismissed, and we'll go to the corners of each uh, of this city. If you look at the map of Miami Spring, it looks like a, almost like a triangle. Uh, so we'll uh, mark those, uh, those uh, corners right there with prayer and declarations that we'll do uh, for the city of Miami Spring and obviously for Virginia Gardens. Uh, those of you that have been with us for years know that uh, the Lord called us to uh, anoint the entire city. And there's points here in this city that stakes were driven into the ground with scriptures on it. Do you guys remember that? Okay, I, I mean, it's something that we did. Uh, symbolic taking authority over this city. Hallelujah for the Lord Jesus Christ. And now the Lord is calling us again to prophesy over this city. And that's exactly what we're going to do. So I pray to God that you will come early and ready and that you're prayed up during the week because uh, we, we are going to do spiritual battle. Uh, we, we are going to go into the enemy's camp and we're going to take things back uh, by force, like it says in the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we start this series, the new series today. Don't forget to remember. Don't forget to remember. How many had one of those terrible Polaroids? Huh? You remember those pictures? And after uh, less than a week, they would turn yellow. You know, the, the color would turn yellow. Uh, but don't forget to uh, remember is the name of the series. Uncertainty, uncertainty can drive you to fear, worry, or doubt at times. But it's also an invitation to hope. When we fall into that state, there's also an invitation to hope. When you're faced with something that you can't handle on your own, don't forget to remember. Don't forget to remember who worked miracles in the past in your life. And he definitely can do it again. Amen. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, have your way in this service. We thank you so much for this word, this series uh, that we start today, Lord. Uh, we thank you, Father. I pray that you would open our minds and our understanding, Lord. I, I pray that it would minister uh, not just to uh, those that are here this morning, but those that are watching online and uh, those that will hear it at a future time, Lord. Uh, we pray that uh, the word will accomplish everything that we send it forth to do. In Jesus' holy name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to be speaking today in reference to Joshua and Caleb. And let's go to the first reading today in Exodus chapter number three. Exodus chapter number three, starting in verse number four. And I'm going to be reading from the uh, New Living uh, Translation. And it says, when the, lost, uh, when, 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 the, when the Lord saw Moses coming to take a closer look, God called to him from the middle of the bush, Moses, Moses. Here I am, Moses said. Do not come any closer, said the Lord. Take off your sandals, for you are standing in holy grounds. Take off your sandals, because you are standing on holy ground. I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and Jacob. When Moses heard this, he covered his face because he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord told him, I have certainly seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. I have heard their cries and distress 
because of their harsh slaves drivers. Yes, I am aware of their suffering. So I come down to rescue them from the power of the Egyptians and lead them into e uh, and lead them out of Egypt into their own fertile and spacious land. It is a land flowing with milk and honey, the land where the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Parasites, Hivites, and Jebusites now live. Look, the cry of the people of Israel has reached me, and I have seen how they harshly, uh, how harshly the Egyptians abused them. Now go for, I am sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people Israel out of Egypt, said the Lord. But Moses protested to God, who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt? I think um, as I read this passage, I think that most of us would probably had reacted the same way. You know, who am I? Who am I to uh, uh, speak to Pharaoh? Who am I to be sent in that mission? As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm not going to make you rise your hand or anything like that. But I am sure that the moment that I said that we we're going to go out and, and pray over the city and take authority over the city, probably some of you were thinking, well, who am I to go out there and do that? But you got to understand that, you know what, you're a child of God. And God is calling you to do greater things for the kingdom of God. Amen? And, and again, like uh, Brother Tyler said when we were opening here with the word uh, in the morning and, and prayer, you know what, uh, sometimes we got to reflect and, and know that God wants to use us. God wants to use us. But we need to understand the authority that we have in Christ Jesus. Yes, God wants us to take over the city. Yes, God had given instructions to Moses that he thought, who am I to go and speak to Pharaoh? What is Pharaoh going to say about me? Who, who is he going to say that, you know, who are you? Why, why are you coming here to speak to me? But listen to what it says. I, I, I just want you to hold on a little bit. And, and I want you to see that the same way that the Lord spoke to Moses, the Lord is speaking to us today. And, and the Lord is telling us, you know what? You have the power. You have the authority. You have the anointing. You have everything that you, knew, you need to do what I'm calling you to do. Verse number 12, God answered and says, I will be with you. And this is your sign that I am the one who has sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God at this very mountain. But Moses protested and he said, if I go to the people of Israel and tell them the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, they will ask me, what is his name? Then what shall I say to them? And God replied to Moses, he said, I am who I am. I am who I am, says to the, say to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say this to the people of Israel, Yahweh, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, and the God uh, who is sending you has sent me to you. This is my eternal name, my name to remember for all generations, says the word of God. That is my name, the I am. The I am, the almighty one, is sending you. God sends the 10 plagues uh, at Pharaoh in order to uh, have him uh, release the people from bondage. 
Uh, we, I'm not going to go all over the 10 plagues or anything like that. Uh, God uh, parts uh, supernaturally the, the Red Sea in order to give them a safe passage in, into the, the wilderness. I mean, God is constantly doing miracles after miracles, uh, and they're seeing this, and they're, they're living that, and still they forget. They forget. Let's go to Exodus chapter 14, verses 15 through 25. The escape from the, uh, the Red Sea. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. Pick up your staff and raise your hand over the sea. Divide the waters so that the Israelite can walk through the middle of the sea on dry ground. And I will harden the hearts of the, uh, the Egyptians and they will charge in after the Israelites. My great glory will be displayed through Pharaoh and his troops, his chariots and his charioters. When my glory is displayed through them, all Egypt will see my glory and know that I am the Lord. And know that I am the Lord. Hallelujah. You, you know what? This beautiful testimony that we heard right now uh, from Kadi and this gentleman that, that she approached and uh, she was praying. Uh, there is no doubt that, that the people that were there around them, uh, his employees that had come uh, to knock down those two palm trees, had to know that this woman was sent by God, without a doubt. Because the glory of God appeared in that truck as she laid hands on him. Hallelujah. She doesn't know the man, the man doesn't know her. But the glory of God was in that place because she was being used by God. She was being used by God. When things happen, supernaturally, you know what? The only thing that we can point out to is God. It's God. It's God operating in the land. How many believe that something miraculous, something supernatural could break in the city? How many come in agreement with that? How many could, how many could come in agreement that, that the bondage, the strongholds, uh, uh, the, the demonic oppression of drugs and prostitution and uh, uh, sex trafficking that's happening in the hotels right here on 36th Street. How many know that that could be broken by the power of God? And everybody that's in this city has to realize, you know what? It's God. Something's happening and it's God. It's not the mayor, it's not the city manager, it's, it's God. The power of God. The power of God. Verse number 20 says, verse number 19, Then the angel of God, who had been leading the people of Israel, moved to the rear of the camp. The pillar of cloud also moved from the front and stood behind them. The cloud settled between the Egyptians and the Israelite camp. As the darkness fell, the cloud turned to fire, light up the, the night, lit up the night. But the Egyptians and the Israelites did not approach each other at night. Then Moses raised his hand over the sea, and the Lord opened up the pass through the waters with a strong east wind. The wind blew all the night, uh, all night, turning the, the, the seabed into dry land. So the people of Israel walked through the middle of the sea on dry ground with the walls of water on each side. Just think about that picture for a moment. Then the Egyptians and all Pharaoh's horses and chariots chased them, 
into the middle of the sea. But just before dawn, the Lord looked down on the Egyptians' army and the, from the pillar of fire and the cloud, and he threw their forces into total confusion. Only God could do that. Only God could do that. Hallelujah. He twisted their chariot wheels, making their chariots difficult to drive. Let's get out of here, away from these Israelites, they said. Immediately they said, let's get out of here, away from these Israelites. The Egyptians shouted, the Lord is fighting for them against the Egyptians. Come on. Do you understand how powerful your God is? Do, do you understand that when, when we do things according to what God is telling us to do, you know what? There's power that no man has, only God. That God will use you with that power. God will use each and every one of us with that power if we want to be used by God. Almighty God will confuse the enemy all the time in order for us to be victorious. He will make a way where it seems that there's no way. He will make a way. And you know that that is God. Israel have been delivered from the slavery of Egypt by the mighty hand of God. They have been traveling for some two years through a terrible desert and have finally arrived at the Jordan River. And the final barrier between them and Cana was a promised land of blessing. Cana was a place of great expectation for the people of Israel. They had heard about Cana through the word of God that was delivered through Moses. According to this promise, Canaan sounded like the perfect place for them to be and settle down. It was a place where they could finally be free, where they could rest and, uh, from their journey, a place where they could enjoy the blessings of, of God, a, a place of peace, a place of safety. Canaan was the land of their victory and their anticipated blessing was there in that land. However, they still had battles when they got to Canaan. There were still battles that they had to uh, fight. Uh, they, there were still uh, uh, things, uh, guilty sins that, that they were dealing with. There, there were things that they had to deal with. Amen? They, they just didn't get to uh, Canaan and you know what? The, uh, popped out a piña colada underneath the, uh, the palm trees or the date trees or whatever. No, no, no. There were things that they had to battle. For the Christian, Canaan speaks of reaching a place in our walk with the Lord where we can enjoy the Lord's blessings, where we're, we're not always defeated and where we walk with, uh, with, with victory uh, of the Lord, knowing that the victory of the Lord is upon us and everything. But you see, God did not save us to be defeated all the time. We, we, we will go through our challenges. We will go through our things. There's no such thing as a white picket fence and Bambi in the yard. That doesn't exist. That's only in the movies. There's battles that we got to fight on a daily basis. But listen to what it says on John chapter 8, verse 36. It says, so if the sun sets you free, you're what? You're truly free indeed. Come on. We're, fruit, we're, we're truly free indeed. God saved us so that we could enjoy life and abundance and victory in him. In him. There is a Canaan for every child of God. It is known as a victorious Christian life. Victorious Christian life. We have, we, it's available to us. It's available to us. To every, every person. 
but it's every person who will pay the price to enter into that land of blessing. There's a price that you need to pay in order to get into that land of a blessing, a land of victory. But there's a choice that we must make. We will trust the Lord at all times or we will go back again to unbelief. We'll go back to unbelief, fear and, and worry and doubt when we're confronted by giants. Now, it's a choice that we have. Either we're going to trust God no matter what, or are we going to go back to our past again? 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57 says, But thank God he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. Can you say amen to that? We have the victory, Brother Lewis. The grave is empty. And Jesus defeated the devil. And he's given us the authority, the power that we need. We just need to operate in it. Israel had been brought out of Egypt with the hope of reaching Canaan. When, the, when they finally arrived at the border of the land, they found out some large obstacles blocking their way. They were giants. They just couldn't seem to get around them. And they wound up with fear, worried, and doubt completely because what they were seeing in the land. They were discouraged there for a moment. I, I'm, I'm going to read it here from my Bible because I, I could do it in the, in the tablet, but it's not the same. I, I, I like to put color to my Bible, so I'm going to read it from here. I want you to go to the book of Numbers, chapter 13. Book of Numbers, chapter 13. Starting in verse number 30, um, 30 through 33. And listen to what it says in the word of God. It says, um, verse number 30, it says, then, then Caleb quieted the people in the presence of Moses and said, we must go up and take possession of the land because we can certainly conquer it. Now, obviously, they had sent in the spies to the land and they came back. Some came back with the report that, you know what, it's impossible to go in there. Uh, there's giants in the land, and we look like grasshoppers, and, and they're going to eat us up, and we, we are not going to be able to conquer that land, and, and that's not the place for us. But this is what he said. Caleb said, you know what? He quieted the people in the presence of Moses and said, we must go up and take possession of the land because we can certainly conquer it. But the man who had gone up with him responded, we can't go up against the people because they're stronger than we are. They're stronger than we are. It, does, does that sound like something that we would say at times? Well, you know what? That's some, what's happening is incredible. You know, it's, it's too big and it's impossible. And you know what? Uh, the, the company is being reduced and they're, they're firing X amount of uh, uh, employees and it's going to happen to me and, why do we have to speak like that? Who's the God that we serve? Is our God too small that he can't take care of that problem that we're facing? Is that the God that we serve? Why do we put God in a little box? Why don't we believe for the supernatural? You know what? When one door closes, God opens another one. Do you believe that? That God opens another one. 
It just happened with Heartbeat of Miami and the Homestead Clinic. The first clinic was a disaster with the mold that it had in there. And it looked like everything was right. And the moment that they removed one of the boards, it, there was mold all over the place. Go back to the drawing board again. The Lord opened another clinic that Martha has to do absolutely nothing. Just bring the staff in and bring the books in and the material in and the, and, and, and the sonogram. That's the only thing. There's nothing to do. The place is spotless. Why, why can we, why as a child of God, we got to settle for the crumbs? Can somebody, can somebody tell me, give me that revelation? Because I have not received it yet. Why do we got to settle for the crumbs? Why not declare I am going to receive the best because I am a child of the living God? And this, whatever it is, whether it's your ministry, whether it's your marriage, whether it's your business, whatever it might be, you know what? It doesn't belong to you anyways. It belongs to God. And God deserves to have the very best. And he will give you the very best. Why, why do we have to go back to our old thoughts? Well, you know what? Maybe God wasn't in this. And you know what? Maybe God doesn't want this for me. And maybe, you know what? I, I was thinking something else and forget it. I'm not going to do that anymore. No, no, no. If God did it back then, he's going to do it again. Because it's the same God. But we got to keep that in mind. Listen to what it says here in the word of God. It says, so they gave ne negative report to the Israelites about the land that they had scouted. The land that they had scouted, the land we passed through to explore one that devours its inhabitants. Listen to this. One that uh, devours its, its inhabitants of all the people we saw in it and men of great size. We, ha we, we have, we have uh, seen the Nephilims there the descendants of Anak come from the Nephilims to ourselves which seems like grasshoppers. And we must have seen to them like, uh, like, like little, little ants or little grasshoppers or whatever. They were giants in the land. Let's go to chapter 14. Listen to what it says on verse number one. And the whole community broke into a loud cries and the people wept that night. All Israelite complained about Moses and Aaron and the whole community to them. If only we died in the land of Egypt, or if only we had died in the wilderness. Going back to the same old stinking ideas. Where the Lord pulled them out from. That's lack of faith, man. And they just got done seeing everything miraculous that God had done. And they're talking about going back. Going back to be in bondage. Going back to be in... Listen, listen to what it says here. If only we had died in the land of Egypt. And if only we had died in the wilderness. Why is the Lord bringing us into this land to die by the sword? Our wives, our little children will become plunder. Would it be better for us to go back to Egypt? Wow, what a great idea. 
So they said to one another, let's appoint a leader and go back to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell to the, uh, to the ground in their face and in front of the whole assembly of the Israelites and the community, Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, who were among those who scouted out the land and tore their clothes and said to the entire Israelite community, the land we passed through and explored is an extremely good land. It is, if the Lord is pleased with us, he will bring us into that land and flowing with milk and honey and give it to us. Only don't rebel against the Lord and don't be afraid of the people of the land, for we will devour them. Their protection has been removed from them and the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. The Lord is with us and don't be afraid. While the whole community threatened to stone them, the glory of the Lord appeared to all of the Israelites at the tent of meeting. They wanted to beat them up, but you know what? The glory of the Lord appeared at the tent. Listen to verse number 11. Now, you could just imagine how Moses had felt. You know, man, I've, I've been with these people for the longest time. I, I, I've been their leader, and now they want to go back. They're complaining, and they want to go back. They get manna and they want steak. They get steak and they want chicken. They get chicken and then they want ribs. You know, they're, they're constantly complaining. Now, now listen to this, verse 11. The Lord said to Moses, how long will these people despise me? How long will these people despise me? How long will they not trust me? Man, that, that's some powerful words from God. Can, can, can somebody say that, that he was upset at that moment? That he was tired of these people? If I would have been Moses, I would start throwing stones at him or, 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 or two by fours or something. For real, you're going to complain after he's taken us out? I will strike them with a plague and destroy them. Then I will make you enter a greater and mightier nation than they are. Then they will become a stronger and mightier nation. Now understand, God had just done, uh, uh, got done delivering them from slavery. The plagues, they, they, they saw what happened with the plagues. They saw what happened with the Red Sea. And now Almighty God sees all the negative attitudes and complaining of their lack of faith and unbelief in him and his power. Then God's judgment falls on them. Let's go to verses 22. Verse 22 right there in chapter number 14. And listen to what it says. None of the men who have seen my glory and the signs I perform in Egypt and in the wilderness have tested me these 10 times and did not obey me. Will ever see the land I swore to give their fathers. None of those who have despised me will see it. But since my servant Caleb has a different spirit. Come on, is anybody with me this morning? But since my, my servant Caleb has a different spirit and has followed my, me completely, I will bring him into the land 
where, I, where, where he has gone, and his descendants will inherit it. Let's go to verse 27. How many of you know that sometimes our spirit clashes with other people? Can you say amen? Can we be, can we be honest this morning? Why, do, why does it clash? Why, why, why does it clash? Because we believe God for the supernatural. We believe God for miracles. We believe God for healing. We believe God for, for the best for his people. And there are people that don't believe in that. So then you, you talk to them about our God and, and the mighty things that God has done. And, and they look at you like you got two heads. You know, and, and our spirits clash. But it's the same thing that happened to them. Listen to what it says here. Caleb has a different spirit and has followed me completely. Different spirit. I, I don't have to be like everybody else. You, you don't have to be like everybody else and try to please everybody. Just, just do what God says. It doesn't matter how crazy it might seem. You know what? Just do it and follow what God is telling you to do. Go there to verse number 27. And listen to what it says there. Now, how long, this is, this is God speaking to Moses, how long must I endure this evil community that keeps complaining about me? I have heard the, the Israelites complain that they make against me. Tell them I surely, as surely as I live, this is the Lord's declaration. I will do to you exactly as I heard you say. Your corpse will fall in the wilderness. All of you who were registered, um, registered in the census, the entire number of your 20-year-old mo or, or more, because of you have complained about me, I will swear that none of you will enter the land I promised to settle you in, except Caleb and Joshua. I will bring your children, whom you said will become plunder into the land you reject, and they will enjoy it. But as for you, your corpse will fall in the wilderness. Your children will be shepherds in the wilderness for 40 years and bear their penalty for, their, for your acts, unfaithfulness, until the corpse lies scattered in the wilderness. Because they complain. Because they continue to complain. Now listen to what it says here on verse number 30, um, uh, on verse number 34. You will bear the consequences of your sins for 40 years based on the number of the 40 days that you scouted the land. A year for each day. You will know my, dis uh, my displeasure. I, Yahweh, have spoken. I swear that I will do this to the entire evil community that has conspired against me. They will come to an end in the wilderness, and there they will die. So the men of Moses sent, so the men Moses sent to scout the land and who returned and incited the entire community to complain about him and spreading the negative uh, report about the land. Those men who spread the negative uh, report about the land were struck down by the Lord. They were struck down by the Lord. Only, uh, only Joshua and Caleb remain alive. 
only Joshua and Caleb, the ones that came back with the good report. Numbers chapter 14, uh, verse 11, the Lord said to Moses, how long will these people despise me? How long will these people despise me? The Lord was tired of them complaining, of them complaining. Uh, Numbers 14, 27, the same thing. How long must I endure the evil community that keeps complaining about me? I've heard the Israelites complain that they make against me. The Israelites disregarded the countless times that the Lord had done supernatural things in their life. They, they, they totally forgot, completely forgot the countless times that the Lord confused the enemy on their behalf. They remember not the goodness of God, what the Lord had done. It's the same for us. We all have giants that we face in life. This church has giants that it faces on a daily basis. These giants must be overcome and they will prevent us from entering our Canaan and they will be they they will defeat us spiritually if we don't take up the responsibility that we have as believers the authority that God has given us you might have some giants in your family and your business that you must defeat but how important it is to remember how important it is to remember how almighty God has helped us fight those giants in our life fight those uh, uh, scary things that 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 you know spring forth on us quickly that we have no idea, but the Lord comes by and 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 helps us out in each and every one of us. He helps us out, and it's a testimony that we have. You know, Pastor Yvette and I, in the uh, 19 years that we've been in full time ministry, you know how many times we have seen people come in messed up and. And, and wanting to God, wanting God to do something in their life. And the moment that they receive their breakthrough, their miracle, they forget about God. You know how many times we've seen that? And if it bothers us as pastors, if it hurts us as pastors, what do you think happens with the Lord? What do you think the, it happens with the Lord? I have seen people in, in the church, you know, wanting kids. They, they weren't able to have kids, and they had kids. And then all of a sudden, they have the kids, and they forget about the Lord. I've seen people, you know what, I, I uh, Pastor, I'm believing God for my home, and I'm believing God that I'm, this year is going to be the year that I'm going to uh, own my own home, and God gives them the home, and they forget about God. But can we pause for a moment and just think how many times God has rescued us? Can, 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 we, can we just take a pause right now and just, uh, you know, like, like the teachers would say in school, put on your thinking caps and close your eyes and, and picture this. Well, you know what? Don't close your eyes. Just put your thinking caps on. But think about the times that the Lord has rescued you. Think about the, the, the many times that the Lord has rescued maybe a, perhaps a, a loved one. A loved one that perhaps... It wasn't because the hand of God, if it wasn't because of the hand of God was upon them, they probably wouldn't even be alive right now. But the hand of God was upon them. 
There was somebody that was praying. There was somebody that was walking back and forth the living room praying for that person and, 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 and declaring words and, and prophesying over that situation. And that person that you were praying for is still alive today even though they don't acknowledge God. But they're still alive today because you love them so much that you were praying for them. Someone had walked the floor at night. Someone had pressed in like the woman with the issue of blood. Believing for a miracle, believing for a breakthrough, uh, crying out to our God and the miracle happened. Can, can we remember those moments? Can we remember those dark evenings of spending time before the Lord and, and crying out for your marriage and crying out for your finances and crying out for For, for things that you thought, you know what, it, it's impossible that there's going to be a breakthrough here because things look so dim, it, it just seems impossible. And yet, God did the miracle. Can, can we remember, can we go back to that and remember those times? It's not for you to fall, fall into, a, a, you know, a emotional distress or, 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 or anything like that. It's just for you to remember your testimony, where you came from, what God did in your life. Can we go back to there and remember that? Forget those moments. Believe God. How many of you could say, Pastor, I need a miracle today? Raise your hand. Raise your hand high that the Lord could see it. I, I, I believe that all of us in the sanctuary, you know what? We need a miracle. We're expecting God for something. We're believing God for something. But you know what? We, we need, before we, that happens, we need to go back and remember what God has done in the past and understand, you know what? It's the same God that we're serving today. God does not change. We change, our attitude change, our, 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 our whatever changes, but God doesn't change. We must bring to remembrance those testimonies of 1159 when you think that it's all over and the Lord all of a sudden opens a door that you were not expecting to be open, but we, we must bring to remembrance those moments because you know what? It's happening again, and we need to declare that, you know what? It's the same God that did it yesterday. He's going to do it again today. Are you with me this morning? I want you to know that Satan has defeated the children of God and the church of God for far too long with his lies. The things which defeat you can overcome, you can overcome and turn it into blessings into your life in Jesus' name. Turn it into testimonies of what, what God has done. Instead of sitting there and thinking, why did I have to go through this? Or why did I have to experience that? Think about it as a testimony uh, that God brought you through to help somebody else that's going to be going through it tomorrow or the next day. We are able to overcome. There's a great lesson here for the children of God. God did not save us to walk around in a desert of misery and spiritual defeat. He saved us so that we might enjoy victory and blessing in him. God brought us out of bondage and sin to give us a new abundant life in Jesus Christ. 
Sadly, many Christians never reach their Canaan place where they are victorious. Instead, they live in fear and often live below God's standard for their lives. This doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. I mean, God sent his only begotten son to die on the cross for us to be victorious. Victorious and walk in authority in the spiritual realm because he has given us his spirit. Hallelujah. We need to realize that God has made a way for us to be victorious. The worries of life, many spend their time and, and spin their wheels worrying about every little thing in life. This has never been God's plan. His plan is that men would trust him and place their faith in what he can do in their lives. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things, it doesn't say some of these things. It says all these things shall be added onto you. But the first thing we need to do is seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God. And, and a lot of times there's people that that's the last thing that they, uh, that, that's like the last resource. Uh, oh, you know what, man? Yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, let me pray. Let me, let me seek God. Whatever it is that it keeps you out of your canon is not of God. You need to realize that God, according to his word, wants you to have a victorious Christian experience, Christian life, in order to bring others to the light as well. There's a lot of people out there that are living in darkness. There's a lot of people that are confused out there. There's a lot of people that are, uh, there, there's a, a, a high suicide rate right now uh, with, with teens and and young adults, and people in drugs, and people that have no hope, and you, you know what, and that's when, 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 when the Lord uses you, that's when the Lord uses you, when, when you go up to a person that you don't even know, and, 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 and the Lord says, you know what, just pray for them, and the Holy Spirit moves you, and you go, and you pray for that person, and the least thing that you had, the idea, and knew, is that that person, the thought that they had the morning that they woke up, it was to commit suicide, but here you come, and you speak to that person about God. And that person says, you know what? I, I confess. I woke up with this morning thinking that I was going to commit suicide. And we will see it over and over again. You know what? God used you back then. God's going to use you now. He's the same God. Allow yourself to be moved by God. Allow yourself to be moved by, by his spirit. Don't forget, bring to remembrance what God has done in your life. You must have faith in the promises of God. God has already promised us that every situation in life in our, in, it, it, it's, it's for our good and, and for his glory. Understand these Nephilim's descendants of Anak did not take God by surprise. God knew that they were there in the land. God knew that they were there in the land. And, and, and you know what? God had prepared a way already for the Israelites to walk in and defeat them. But the first thing that they saw were the giants. How can I defeat this giant? Why, why, why the big obstacle, the big uh, thing has to scare us from what God told us right here that he was going to do? Well, I see this giant. Well, God, I can't with that... You know what? I'm going to throw in the towel. No. 
God said, keep on going. You know, you, the thing about faith, you know what it is? Faith is not just a script that you read and, and uh, you got from A through Z. You got to take the step. If you don't take the step, God's not going to move. God's not going to move. And, and you know what? That is good that it happens that way. Because if, if we would really see the whole picture, we would freak out. We would say it's impossible for us to get there if we would see the, the whole picture. But God, God knew, God understood. He knew beforehand that the giants were there. The giants were there. It didn't catch God by surprise. They were going to be there from before the foundation of the world. And he had already implemented a plan to defeat them. All Israel had to do was place their faith in the Lord. Place their faith in the Lord and go forward in that faith and in that victory and that assurance. Am I speaking to somebody today? As you face giants of life, there are two things to be assured of. That the Lord will stand by his word. That the Lord will stand by his word. Isaiah 55, 11 says, So my word that comes from my mouth will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I please and I will prosper in what I send it to do. His word's not going to return void. Those prayers that you said, I don't know, 10, 15 years, 20 years ago, and you still haven't come to pass, it's still the word of God. And it's going to come to pass. And you will see it in the land of the living. Number two that you got to remember is that he will take care of his people. God will take care of his people. God will make a way where there's no way. He will make a 95, a 75 where there's nothing. There's nothing there now, but you know what? God see it. God sees it. And he's going to make it for you. Matthew 28, verse 20 says, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. The other thing that we need to remember is the power of God. The power of God. Caleb knew that God was working in his life and that if he had to face a giant, he would win because God was the one that was giving him the power for the victory. Michelle, come up. Caleb and Joshua were unable to get the people of Israel to obey the Lord. They refused to face the giants and go and claim their Canaan. And as a result, they were chastened by the Lord and condemned to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. But Caleb and Joshua and their descendants did inherit the land because they were obedient. They believed. They trusted God. They had a different spirit. You will face your giants. You cannot simply run away from them for they will haunt you until they are dealt with in the spiritual. They will haunt you until 
They have been dealt with in the spiritual world, in the spirit realm. You can't just run away. I want you to stand this morning. As children of God, it would do well to our spirit man to remember. To remember all the times that he has rescued us. And that still to this day, 2023, God has not changed. God is the same, same, yesterday, today, and forevermore. He still possesses all the power, and he has placed the power in the faith of his children. God's power will always be greater. Understand this. God's power will always be greater than anything we will ever go through in life. God's power is greater. Greater than whatever trial you're facing right now. Greater than whatever giant you're facing right now. Maybe you're watching me online right now and you're saying, Pastor, I just got a bad report from the doctor uh, this week. Listen, God is greater than that report that you got. God is bigger than that report. There, there's absolutely nothing that you could bring to God that it's, you know what, it's too big and God can't handle there's not a relationship, there's not a marriage that God cannot restore. Uh, don't, don't tell me what your husband has done. Don't tell me what your wife has done. Don't tell me about your children, everything that they're doing in life and uh, the, the way that they're going and their, their, their walk in life. Listen, there's nothing that God cannot change. God will make a way where it seems that there's no way. God will work in a supernatural way. We like to see things work in the natural. But you know what? God operates in the supernatural. And that's where he wants us to walk in the supernatural. Glory to God. As a child of God, I got to understand that, you know what? What, what I'm seeing right here, it's, it's, it's not going to move me. It's not going to shake me. Because I know that my God operates in the supernatural. And I might not see something breaking through right now, but I believe in the God that's going to do the breakthrough. Come on, are you with me this morning? Are, are you expecting God for a move of God in your life and in a supernatural way in whatever it is, in your finances, in your marriage, in your business, with your family, with a, a loved one that probably received a report that you weren't expecting? Come on, church. Come on, church. Lift up your hands. Do, do, are, are you expecting something from God? Are you, are, you, are you hungry for a move of God in your life? Well, you know what? Allow God to take you to remembrance. He did it here, and he's going to do it again, and he's going to do it again, and he's going to do it again. Because it's the same God. It's the same God. It's the same God. We, we just need to understand, you know what? I am a vessel that he is using for his glory. Can you say amen to that? You want to be used for him? You know what? God wants to use you. 
But when God uses you, you cannot operate in the natural. You got to operate in the supernatural because that's the God that we serve. Come on. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. I, 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 I don't know what you're believing for this morning. I don't know what you're, you're praying to God for. I don't know what you uh, have been probably fasting for. I don't know what you, uh, I don't know what's been keeping you uh, up at night or what worries or what concerns or, or whatever it might be. You know what? God, allow God to come in the picture and allow God to do whatever he needs to do and strip you of whatever he needs to strip you. Glory to God. But we easily forget. The Israelite forgot. Can, 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 can you imagine? Can you can you just picture for a moment Moses uh, lifting up that staff and all of a sudden the, the, the water just parting apart and, and walking through dry grounds. And you see this massive mountain of water here and water here and I'm not getting wet. I'm completely dry. And then they, as they're getting to the other side, the Lord confuses the, the uh, oh, glory to God. And, and they were saying, you know what, let's get out of here because God is with them. That's our God. I, I don't want anything to happen in my life in the natural. I want it to happen in the supernatural. Because you know what, I don't want any glory. I want God to receive the glory for everything, for everything. And it doesn't matter how minute it, it might look. It's better if God receives the glory. Because when God receives the glory, is eternal. Something that I do is going to be temporal. Come on, are you with me? It, it, it's going to be temporal. I don't want anything temporal. I want something eternal. Eternal. That you can leave a mark and people would remember you for who you were. And your words and your, and your spirit and your faith and your walk. Oh, Lord, I pray that you would forgive us this morning, Lord, as we forget, Lord Jesus, how good you've been to us, Lord. Oh, Lord, how your hand has been upon us, Lord Jesus. Lord, have you protected us, Lord, of things that we didn't even know that they were going to happen that day in our life, Lord. But you protected us, Lord Jesus. Oh, Father, your supernatural hand, Lord. Oh, Father, bring us to remembrance, Lord Jesus to moments and days in our life and uh, uh, maybe at our early stages of marriage, Lord Jesus, where we, we didn't think that we were going to make it, Lord, but uh, Lord, you brought us through, Lord. Oh, Father, you made a way, Lord. The finances came, Lord. Uh, the business opened, Lord Jesus. The, the ministry appeared and the ministry continued on, Lord Jesus. Oh, Father, bring us to remembrance, Lord, that we would not forget, Lord, who you are and your goodness, God. Forgive us, Father, for we operate so many times, Lord, in, in, in the natural, Lord, and, and we say things in the natural, Lord, and instead of believing for the supernatural, Lord Jesus. Instead of trusting you for the supernatural, Lord.
Father, may, may we learn to prophesy, Lord, to situations that, that happen and arise in our life that we don't understand. Why, how did this come up, Lord? But may we prophesy, Lord, with the authority that you've given us, Lord, and see change, Lord, for the kingdom of God. And obviously, Lord, it's never for our glory, Lord, but it's for your glory, Lord, that your name will be exalted and that every man and woman in this land will see and acknowledge that it was God. It was God. Lift up your hand, church. Lift up your hand, church. Just ask God to forgive you for the times that you, you have not had that faith to move that mountain. You have not had that faith to believe completely the word of God and what it says in the scripture. But you were looking at things in the natural instead of the supernatural. Oh, Father, we come before you today, Lord, and we ask for forgiveness, Lord. Forgiveness, Lord Jesus. Take us to that place, Lord. Take us to that place, Lord. Take us to that place, Lord, where you could use us in the supernatural. Hallelujah, Father. Hallelujah, Father. That we could sense and feel the pain of another person, not even knowing that person and not even knowing what that person is going through. Thank you, Abba. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to ask you this morning, uh, if there's anyone that doesn't know their Lord as their Lord and Savior, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want you right there where you're at right now, that you would raise your hands and just, uh, and just repeat these words after me. Heavenly Father, say it loud that the Lord can hear you. Heavenly Father, I come before you this morning. And Lord, I need a Savior right now. I need Jesus to come into my life and forgive my sins. I surrender my life to you, Jesus, right now. And I ask that you forgive me of all my sins. Forgive me of uh, not trusting. Forgive me of not believing and not, uh, not uh, uh, putting attention to the words that people were telling me in the streets and uh, family members that have been praying for me for the longest time. Lord, forgive me. Lord, I've... I accept your son right now, Lord, as my Lord and Savior. As my Lord and Savior. I ask, Father, that you would give me revelation, knowledge of your word. Holy Spirit, fill me right now. Touch my mind, touch my heart. Remove whatever is not pleasing to you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, in Jesus' holy name. I tell you what, if you've made that prayer right now, the angels in heaven are rejoicing because of what you've done. Allow the Lord to do in your life whatever He needs to do. Strip whatever He needs to strip. But I tell you, the best decision that you've ever made in your life is that one, to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And your day uh, will totally change. Your life complete, will completely change from this moment forward. But believe God for supernatural things. Things that you were in the past, things that you dabbled in in the past. You know what? It's just a testimony right now. 
Expect God to move mighty in your life. In the name of Jesus. You will rest tonight. You will be able to sleep tonight in peace. Our torment that's been the, the spirit of torment, the spirit of, of defeat, the spirit of oppression and depression. It's off from you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. And I, I pray to God that you will connect with us on Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. And then obviously at next Sunday at the same time. We love you and bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. Please send us an email. Let us know what you that you made this decision today. God bless you. We love you.